Hey folks, welcome to the Catholic Coaching Podcast. My name is Matt. And I'm Erin. We are the Ingolds. We are the founders of Metanoia Catholic, and we are here to talk coaching in the Catholic world. Yes, where we teach people how to become students of their interior life, and we also train and coach other Catholic coaches. So we're excited to have you with us. Let's get started. Hey, it's not just Aaron and I this time. Welcome back to the Catholic Coaching Podcast. Yes, and we have our friend, Leah Darrow, here. Thank you, Leah, for coming back. We are going to be talking about a lot of different things. We're going to be talking about human formation. We're going to be talking about Leah's new program, Power Made Perfect. Leah, thank you for coming back. Let's chat. We're going to just dive right in. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Let's <laughs> let's do it. Power made perfect. Actually, I kind of want to start with power made perfect. Because, yeah, let's do it. Because it's like, okay, why why the need for yet another program, right? There's arguably, you could say there's a glut of programs that are out there. What, what is like, what is the need that you saw, Leah, with this? And uh, maybe we can start there. Yeah. So power made perfect. That's from 2 Corinthians 12, 9, which is my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. So that's where that came from. And, you know, I think in speaking to that piece of scripture, there's power in Christ and there's power that he shares with us in our life for us to do his will and the grace to do it. Mm-hmm. And so have we activated that in our life? Have we activated the power of Christ in our life to live a routine, to have the mindset that he would call us to have, to speak to others, to serve others, to have ourselves in a place where we hold the right boundaries to live that Christian life? And so that's that scripture really, really brought this whole program to life because what I was noticing was this major gap in mm-hmm. taking responsibility for our life. And then the kind of almost Christian Catholic mindset of like, I'm just a doormat. Like, well, I mean, it just, it just happened to me. I'm just going to let it happen. And mm. the stuff is really bad. And I just, that's just who I am. And this is, and you get into this place where you kind of wonder like, but is this what God wants for me? And what if God is giving me the power of my life to actually change my life with him? Mm. And so power made perfect was really born because we have this beautiful, deep history in the church of spiritual formation. And there is a lot of programs out there on spiritual formation. There's more than you could shake a stick at. Like there's, there's, you can get into any Bible study. You can get into any membership portal. You can take any little course. And, uh, and I have, I have been a part of that work as well in terms of spiritual formation. Lux U is a bunch of courses on, on, on the faith. Um, yet, with this great amount of spiritual formation, there needs to be some bridge that connects us over to human formation. Mm. Amen. Those are two separate things. And so because, you know, I just saw this, uh, this opportunity that there was this need for human formation. And I've seen that not just in my work and coaching myself, but I've seen that over 14 years, I've been a public speaker for over 14 years. I have been on major stages, small stages, big stages. I've spoken to a couple, you know, dozen people. I've spoken to 20,000 people in an auditorium. And I'm telling you every person that I met afterward, when I would receive people and I would talk to them, I mean, Matt and Aaron, it was, these were not questions of like, what novena should I pray mm. to help me with this problem? It's how do I stop hating myself? Mm. How do I stop the self-hate that swirls in my head? 
why do I feel like I just can never do anything? I'm just not good enough. Or just my whole life is out of whack. My routines are off. I can't seem to get going. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't seem to make a decision. I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time with that. I don't hold boundaries. I don't know what my dreams are. I don't know how to accomplish my dreams. Is this a dream? Is it from God? I don't know how to discern that. There were practical questions. This is human formation. And this really used to be a part of, of something that the church would help us with a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. And from, you know, from the pulpit, you would hear priests talk about actually day-to-day practical ways to live out the faith in in terms of human formation but that's been that's been absent for a very long time yeah i even see i I even hear that and recall kind of an anecdote of some people that have left the church and started to join uh, they joined an evangelical church Mm -hmm. and one of the things they said what are you getting over there that you weren't getting over over the catholic church it's like well you know the pastor just gives some really practical sermons like how to budget well like that that sermon was just so helpful or like yeah. how to have a better conversation with your teenage kids about whatever like and what what's happening is there's just really some basic skills where they're they're talking human formation that's there and there's a hunger for it that like you said before isn't just satisfied by the um you know this is the novena to pray and Thank God for novenas. Like pray mm-hmm. novenas. There's a effic- there's an effectiveness to mm-hmm. the, there's a power to prayer, and there needs to be both. Like yeah, there needs to be more. To be. There needs to be the human formation stuff for this Alanda. Yeah. We are a body soul composite. Yeah. So this is what I'm mm-hmm. guessing what you mean by human formation. So we're taking both of those aspects. When you kind yes. of separate out the spiritual side of it, it's like we are just completely ignoring the human part. Which is where the spiritual life very Gnostic. lands, yes. right? Like mm-hmm. it's like I remember it was uh, two of our coaches were interviewing um, a, a priest and asking, "What's the difference between spiritual direction and coaching?" And he said, "Well, human formation, which is what coaching does, human formation actually lays the groundwork for the the castle." of spiritual formation. It actually is the foundation for that. If you do not have a foundation, guess what happens? To that castle. You don't have a castle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's spiritual formation. That's yeah. nowhere to land. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's been this, I think, over-spiritualization of spiritual formation mm. to where it's the only more. answer. Like you, you, you just over-spiritualize it to the point where it almost becomes, it, it, you know, you, where your prayer life and what you need in your life to kind of work to, to you know, get through your days almost becomes very transactional. And what I mean by that, it's like, I've got this problem. Okay. I'm going to say this novena. And if I say it like this, if, or if I say the flying novena by mother Teresa, I'll just say this prayer nine times over, then I'm going to get what I need. That's, that's, that's not the spiritual life that Christ calls us to. That's, that's very transactional. It's like, if I do this, God will give me this. Mm-hmm. And that is not what God is calling us to. Now he wants us to be in deep prayer and he wants us to have time for meditation, but Christ also knows that we live lives of service. And so our lives are all dedicated to some form of service to people or to a mission or a vocation. We are living lives of service. How do you serve well in your life? And yes, prayer needs to absolutely be a part of it. 100% Jesus, the Eucharist need to be central in your life. But how are you showing up in service to everybody else in your relationships? And so kind of what we were talking about 
If you don't bring Christ into your mindset, if you don't bring Christ into the thoughts that are in your head that you keep repeating over and over, if you don't bring Christ into your routine of like how you're going to structure your day, if you don't bring Christ into your, your duties and your deadlines and your goals and asking for his blessing and discernment and having God, you know, recalibrate those along the way, are you really living a fully authentic Christian life? If, if, if you allocate Christ only to the times when you pray for something, when you need something, you have created a type of Christianity that's more similar to a butler or Santa Claus. Yeah, it's like superstition. Right. This yeah. is not yeah. what we're, we're really called to bring everything into this. I mean, this is what Christ tells us. This is not just my opinion. Like, do not take Leah's word for this. Mm -hmm. I want you to open up the gospel and read how Christ talks to people, read what he says to them, read how he interacts with people. And then read about like, you know, St. Paul, how Paul's reaction to Christ. He's talking about, I take off the old man. I put, I become the new man in Christ. What does he mean? Does that mean that Paul said the right amount of prayers at the right time? <laughs> And then it's all good. Mm -hmm. It's no, he had to change mind, body, actions, everything. Paul had to change his thinking of Christians. He became a Christian. There was a major mindset change. There was, an, there was a whole, you know, his whole belief system changed. How he acted changed. How what he did literally with his body changed and where he went. So, you know, again, I've said this before on your podcast. I'm going to say it again, because this is just something I truly believe. But if you call yourself a Christian, you have entered into the greatest personal development program on the planet. Mm -hmm. Christ Amen. is calling each one of us to renew every ounce of our life, not just the parts where we're in church or the parts where maybe we give him in the beginning or the end of our day in prayer, which are beautiful and good. But Jesus is like, why don't you bring me along? I'd like to help deconstruct that limiting belief you have about yourself right now. Hmm. Because guess what? That thing that you're saying to yourself right now of like, I'm so stupid. I can't believe myself. I'm so dumb. I hate myself. Those aren't words from me. Yeah. But I know th those, those, are, those are not words from God. Those are words from the enemy. And we have to bring, you know, we, even in our creed, we talk about that we believe in God, we, that the world that he has created, the visible and the invisible. Mm-hmm. So this world that we're in, it's, yes, there's this visible world that we are partaking in, but there's also an invisible world and this mystical place where um, there's spiritual warfare going on. Mm -hmm. And Christ is calling, calling us to invite him into every ounce of our life so that he can help fight those battles with us. Yeah. And the work that you're talking about too, I yeah. mean, I love how you juxtapose in the beginning. It's like, this isn't just another course with Power Made Perfect. Uh, or even coaching or personal development in general. This human formation is person-to-person -person work. It re mm -hmm. It's not something that I can just listen to a podcast and get it. Yeah. It happens in mm -hmm. relationship. They're like between two cog conscious people like that can enter into dialogue with one another. That dialogue is such an essential vehicle to this. And we, we need look no further than how Christ formed his 12 apostles. A very intimate relationship. So glad you're bringing this up. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I, can just, I can only imagine, I mean, so much of what we get in the Gospels is what Christ said in his public ministry. But we also know that like, you know, St. John says, like, if we were to write down everything that he said and he did, there wouldn't be enough books to contain it in the world. Like, there was so, so much more that was being communicated mm -hmm. in relationship in ways that words themselves cannot communicate. 
uh, that that happens in a person to person relationship. So why are these things, uh, why are these types of programs different? They're really happening person to person. And which really puts a lot, Leah, on, on us, those people that are stepping into that place to be the formators. We better make sure that we're showing up in freedom. And we better make sure that we're products of the product and we're doing the work ourselves because we're only going to be able to lead other people as far as we've allowed ourselves to be led by the Lord. Amen. Amen. And, and you know, I, as you know, the more that you dive into this work and you work with people in this work and the more that you're being worked on, you know, I mean, every single time I, I, I run through this program and I go through these lessons, I mean, I walk away learning as well. And, and really Christ speaking to me and seeing like, okay, Leah, now let's tackle this piece. I, you know, you worked on that one. That's good. And now, now we need to address this element and it'll happen when I'm teaching it's happening. It'll happen like, you know, when I'm coaching in my sessions and I just, you know, I always take some time afterwards where there's just some silence between me and, and, and the group that I'm speaking with. And then we just pause and everybody just sp- spends some time writing down. Like, we're not going to say anything right now. We're just gonna let everything sit. Mm. And I just, for me, I just write down everything that is coming to my mind that the Holy Spirit's asking me to um, address with him later, because you need everything to settle. Um, and that's what's so beautiful about, you know, metanoia Catholic, about power made perfect is because you have these, you have these, you know, these experiences where you aren't just consuming information. You're not just sitting there, like you said, listening to a podcast or reading a book, but you are responding to it. So you're responding to information in a very practical way about your own life right then and there, taking notes and you're having those aha moments with the Lord because the Lord is the one, the Holy Spirit is the one who enlightens our mind. So it's his doing and we can, we can op- right, ask the right questions and open up the conversation, but it's always the Holy Spirit that's doing that work. And so when he does that, you know, we just may, need to make sure that we carve out the space and time to allow it to happen. And mm. that's yeah. so beautiful when you really start working in this, in human formation, when you start really thinking, okay, you know what? Um, Yes, I go to daily mass and I I do all these extra prayers and they're very fruitful and they're very good for me and I see good things, but maybe I should let God into, you know, how I speak to myself. Those words that nobody else hears. Mm -hmm. Those things that I would never, ever admit to anybody because it's just so embarrassing because how could I think that because I love the Lord so much? And how could I think that because I know the Lord loves me so much, but why do I keep saying that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what is that thought connected to? And maybe the Lord wants to heal something mm-hmm. deep within you that's, that's bringing about that thought that you keep thinking of or saying to yourself. And maybe it's attached to a, you know, a wound and, or a belief about yourself or about something else in the world that's not rooted in truth. And the Lord's just asking for the opportunity to come in and to spend time in that space. Mm-hmm. That's really what new information does. It gives you the space to let the Lord be God. Yeah, I love that so much because I think in order to be formed in a human way, there has to be such humility and acceptance of where you are. Mm. I think people jump to that spiritual formation because they're like, I, I need to be here. I should be here. And but it's like, that's not where you are, though. Mm-hmm. Like the, there is there's there's some and, and I don't think it's intentional, but there is some dishonesty there like when you are starting from that place of not accepting where you are 
right now human, fallen in a need of a redeemer, mm-hmm. in need of a savior, um, then you will, I think, progress so much quicker when you accept it from where you are. Like we were just, we actually just did a podcast on this, on acceptance and how that is such a huge place to be in. And it's a hard place to be in, mm-hmm. especially when you've maybe been intellectually or spiritually formed. Right. Mm -hmm. When you're reading all these like saints, you're like, ah, I need to be there. I need to be where St. Therese is or whatever. Well, the perception is the poverty that you're dealing with is a poverty of knowledge. And it's like Mm -hmm. we always go back to the to Mm -hmm. the parable, the sower, the seed. Like it's not a lack of seed. That's the problem in that parable. It's a lack of cultivation. And the cultivation is really that skill that is the skill of human formation. Like we need a place for this seed to Mm -hmm. land and germinate. And if our hearts are hardened if we're, you know, in, in, in for some misguided self-protection or whatever it may be, that hardness of heart, that human formation is actually the interior tilling of the soil that disposes somebody to be able to receive the seed so that it can, you know, 30, 60, 100 fold in its fruitfulness. Yeah, it's it's so beautiful. I think what you're talking about is also spoken about in a lot of great spiritual books. The first one I'm thinking about is Introduction to the Devout Life by St. Francis de Sales. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a, you know, a, you know, gold standard. It's kind of where a lot of people begin when they mm-hmm. are starting to kind of go down the more maybe academic way to looking at the spiritual life. But, you know, he even talks about that and many other many other saints as well have spoken about this. Um and Christ obviously lived it. But your exterior life is a reflection of your interior life. Mm -hmm. And so the human formation piece really works on the interior life. And it's strange because most people think, well, spiritual formation works on the interior life. And it it does. But often what, what happens is that we like to use the excuse of being busy in the spiritual life by just doing all the things like saying all the prayers and I have to say this prayer first and then this prayer and then this prayer. I have to do this novena and this rosary. I have to do this to my mercy chaplet and then I can be done. And so really it's not, it's not a work of the interior life. Those are that, that, those are exterior works of spiritual formation. Mm -hmm. Mm. And so we kind of busy ourselves thinking, we're doing this good work and we're just going through the motions and we have the best of intentions going forward, but it's really hard when you start taking a look at where you really are, like the power of your baseline is one of the most important things you can do. That's, that's actually our first session in Power Made Perfect. It's called the power of your baseline. And it's where we sit and we try to be in a place of deep awareness of being like, okay, where am I? Yes. Mm. Because we can't, we can't grow unless we know where we are. Yeah, we really Adam, can't have any type of yeah. measured growth. Right. So it's just that place of awareness of like, okay, Lord, this is who I am. This is where I am right now in my life. This is what I really think. This is how I really feel. These are my real struggles. And of course, I don't want to be here, but this is what's really going on. You know, enlighten my heart, Lord, enlighten my mind so that I can see with your eyes where I need to grow today. Mm. I mean, that's, that's, that's the power of your baseline. When you are at a place, like Aaron, you're saying, when you can be, when you can be accepting of where you are, that is such a huge element, not just in practicing the virtue of humility, but like that is a huge, huge green flag that says you are in the right place and you are growing. Cause you're just like, this is where I am. And I know I need, I, I know I need a little bit of assistance. So Lord help me. Yeah. Amen. I, I mean, I, I think 
I think everything that we're saying is so needed, but I, I want to ask you, Leah, on a, a scale of one to 10, <laughs> how much does our church need human formation right now? Our church in general. Little loaded. Just yeah, your quite opinion, loaded. I think <laughs> you probably will know what I'm going to say, but it's definitely like a 10 plus. It's, um, it's more, more than ever. Uh, take a look at social media. Take a look at the Catholic Instagram, so to speak, for whatever that means. Um, take a look what's going on. I mean, uh, I, look, look at the hate. Look at the posts that are just really trying to tear down other people or businesses or, 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 or groups. For what reason? I, I don't know. Mm. I, you know, I mean, there, there's so much destruction and hate and violence and separation and division. And all that tells me it's coming from a place of deep hurt and fear and wounds. Mm -hmm. And um, there needs to be a lot of healing. And uh, that requires people to spend time working on themselves and saying, okay, well, you know, as Mother Teresa said, if I wanna, if you want peace, you know, start, start with yourself and start with your family. If you want healing in the church, start with you. Amen. Mm -hmm. Work on you. Work on getting your mind right with the Lord. Work on getting your life structured right with the Lord. But yeah, our, our church needs it more than ever. Our world obviously needs it. And there's lots of areas actually in the world where human formation has been fully accepted and is taken off in so many areas. And you see success in that. And a lot of times people think of the word success and we get really nervous as Christians when we hear that word because we're thinking automatically maybe of just fame or wealth. But we're talking like, you know, I guess everybody has to define success for themselves. Mm -hmm. but when I think about success, I'm thinking like, have I done the will of the Lord today? Like that's a success, right? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, even more practically like success is, you know, am I able to, you know, make dinner and put it on the table for my kids and things like that? That's a success for me. However, in this area of personal development and the areas where it's really accepted and areas of the world where it's really accepted, you see great success in people and not in fame and wealth, but you see them achieving their mission that clearly God has given them that their that their talents and everything seems to line up like clearly like that person is doing exactly what they were called to do. Mm -hmm. And whether yes. you agree with them or not, you can see like they know who they are. They're able to have a deep humility and gratitude and they're generous with what they're doing. I mean, and so this, we need to tap into these these, this, this element of human formation into the church. I mean, what, what would our church look like if we were actually all working on ourselves in these ways? I mean, that would be, that would be completely revolutionary if we were going to be honest with ourselves of what really is needed in the church. Mm -hmm. That is yeah. so good. That makes me think of a, a podcast that you did with Father Bill. Bill Hansen. Yeah. They're both strengths coaches, both of them. And the, he said, when talent and task come together, you never work it a day again in your life. When your talent, like the thing that God put you here that to do. That dunamis, yeah, like yeah. that real God-given power. Power, that, yeah. That God he has, has like bestowed upon you to yes. live and act yeah. and grow your faith, grow your family, grow your church. When you like combine that with the task that you're being, that that is presented to you, you just don't work. Yeah. You said something <laughs> in the beginning so too, Leah, on, on, you know, this is, this is work that you're doing with God. It's, it's not like there's, there's a co-creation element that's going on here and it's, 
Like you're sitting in the writer's room with God and, and you're not taking the pen from that. But like there's a, there's a, co- there's a collaboration that's taking place. Yeah. And it really is a relationship that you're entering into with this. Once you start to recognize like, okay, I can start to reflect on some of my areas of strength or, natu- or natural strength or giftedness. And I can see the story that God is trying to write in my life. And I could look no further than some of these things and, and even where I feel really happy or joyful or excited to be doing something or feel like I'm in flow. Like that's a bad word to, to, to throw into your vocabulary. Like I, where it's like the, the Lord is communicating his will to us in those very sensible ways, human. right? It's a very human, it's a very human communication mm-hmm. for his will. And I hear you talking about like succeeding in living your will for God. I think even talking like, let's just talk about God's will for a little bit here because oftentimes it's a, the number one question, like, how do I know God's will for my life? As if it's going to be this lightning bolt kind of mm-hmm. communication that is a completely inhuman way that God communicates his will for us. What are you seeing? I think people are just too scared to get out of the boat. Mm. And so they sit in the boat complaining that they don't know God's will. And his will is to take a step out of the boat. It's just one foot out and then the next. It's just one step at a time. His will isn't always revealed. As we know, it's rarely revealed in whole. It's just piece by piece. It's getting out of your comfort zone and doing the thing that you know you need to do. There is something in your life today, I'm sure all of us right now have something on our agenda where like we know we need to do this one thing. Like just there's just probably at least one thing today that you got to do. That's the will of God, my friends. So do it with grace. Do it with having a generous heart. Do it with gratitude with the with the air that you're breathing because some today that somebody it'll be the last breath they take mm. and that you have the gift of life. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I think that's that's kind of where I see the will of God in most people's lives. Is people are just too afraid to get out of the boat. And they've gotten very comfortable with their fear. They've gotten very comfortable with being uncomfortable. And so they just stay in the boat. Hmm. But you know, Peter, Peter was Peter's taught us. He teaches us that like Peter's such a great example for so many things. Like he he wanted to go out of the boat, but he sees these waves and he's like, this is impossible. Like, what is this doing? And, you know, Christ is still calling him out of the boat. So he takes the step. God love him. He takes the step. He's still nervous. He's not sure. He begins to sink because of his doubt. And God is still there being like, it's okay if you take a step out and you fall. I've got you. Mm. But we're so scared to take the step out. And I just... I think, you know, the will of the Lord is just to take the first step. And he's mm-hmm. there. He's going to reach out his hand. He, it's okay that if you sink a little bit, you're going to learn from it. And you're going to pick yourself back up and you're going to do it better the next time. But until you start taking the step out of your own boat, you're not going to be comfortable doing it, you know, at all. Mm-hmm. But once you start, when that next type of boat comes your way that you need to get out of and go to, go go further with Christ, it's going to become easier because you're going to start really lassoing fear in your life. And you're going to be able to recognize what you're called to do. What is the will of the Lord for me? And then what, what is the will of the enemy? Mm. Because there's another will going on as well. Amen. There is another force. There is another option. And it's the will of the Lord or it's typically the will of the enemy. Mm-hmm. And you're going to, you, you got, you got to choose one. Hmm. Yeah. I like that for a compelling reason, for sure. 
I, I would actually, I want to ask you, um, who, it, who is your program for and why did you create it for this group? If we could go back to that, to your program. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's created for, um, it's the ideal target is for women. Um, and, and really honestly, any age, I mean, typically I would say like, you know, like high school on up, but if you, you know, but it really any age, but it's really for the person who knows they've got more to give in life, but they just kind of feel stuck. Like, I, I don't know how to get there. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's for that person who's done a lot of work on themselves, but they still are holding on to something that's blocking them from that ultimate maximizing God's potential and growth. Uh, it's definitely for the people who can't dream, who are like, I have no idea if I have any dreams left. Mm. Because to me, if they're still signing up for the course then, which I, I just had just, just now, actually just today, I had somebody sign up and they sent me an email saying just exactly what I just said to you. Mm. And this, this woman said, I don't know if I have any dreams left. Mm. My goal is actually just to like myself because I don't even think it's possible for me to love myself. Hmm. And I'm just like, amen, amen. Because it's, it's this beautiful spectrum where you don't have to have one certain type of problem or you're, it's not, it's not necessarily for people who are like, you know, trying to start a business or, or like trying to accomplish all your dreams. Like if your dream is, I'd like to just to have an ordered home. I'd like my dream to be to have peace within myself and in my heart. I'd like my dream to be, you know, um, how I can work this ministry that God's given me alongside my family, but I'm struggling with figuring out how I can balance my mind and my actions with the will of the Lord. All of that works. Because really what we do inside Power Made Perfect and what it is, it's a human formation program. So it's a personal development pro program. However, it is Christ-centered. Mm -hmm. So everything we do is anchored, <laughs> anchored in Scripture. Absolutely. It makes a huge difference because there's yeah. no transformation without Christ Jesus. No. There's no transformation without Christ Jesus. Like, like, look, I'm sorry, but like every other program out there that doesn't have Christ at the center, they start with the self, they work on the self, and then you end with the self. And it just mm -hmm. seems like there's a lot of self going on. And <laughs> as a Christian. Pelagianism. You, yeah. You, you can't ignore that you didn't make you. Now, you may have made your problems, but you didn't make you. Amen. Mm -hmm. And the Lord is there to help both. And so we really keep Christ at the center of all of our, all of our work and all of our coaching. And ideally, the program is such where you take this program once and then it's, it's there for you for, for you have all those lessons, awesome. you know, packed in for forever. Like we, the idea is that, you know, we coach you so you can coach yourself. Mm -hmm. That's the whole point. Like mm -hmm. these are, these are things that once you've learned how to do this, once you've been able to like unpack your limiting beliefs, once you've been able to kind of work through all of these different elements and be able to see your life and be able to kind of like have a structure to the formula of like how we, of how to deal with something when something doesn't go, go as planned you're able to replicate that in your life further on down. Mm -hmm. So very long-winded answer to your question, Erin. I'm so sorry, but yes, this is really for people who are trying to take their life to that next level. And I know people are like, what does that mean? Next level? Is that, is that it just sounds too woo-woo. Woo-woo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but let me tell you something. I just, God wants you to grow. He wants you to be better than you are right now. He loves you, but he loves you enough not to leave you where you're at. And if you're mm -hmm. still breathing, God is not done with you. So I don't care what you want to call it. I want you, if you want to call it growth, if you want to talk, call it next level, if you want to call it, I want to reach my full potential with Christ, that's great because that's what I'm talking about. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And that's what I know that Christ can do in people's lives when they have the right skills and tools to implement in their life to like bring him into all of those spaces. So I teach the, those concepts and we have a formula and a program that we use. But as we know, you know, the Holy Spirit is the one who does the dirty work. And so mm-hmm. we create the space, Holy Spirit comes in and, and stirs it all up. Right. Yeah, it's like removing obstacles to grace. Yeah. That's, that's really what, what we're doing. And I love what you're doing real quick. I know you're going to say something, but yeah. um, St. Thomas Aquinas was like that too. So like or, when he was around and about, all these theologians were focused on sin and like how low we can go. And he's like, whoa, wait, 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 hold on. There's this thing called virtue. Like how high can we go as well? Yes. Right? Like I think about all of the Catholics who don't get help because they don't happen to have a mental illness. I mean, if we are going to actually make a distinction, yeah, they between, never have somebody abiding with them, right? You like, know, on a very personal dialogue, person to person level, because they think the only paradigm or the only modality out there is counseling. therapy or counseling, right? So, like, what if what if they worked with a counselor, they got to baseline, they got to functioning, but they're like, wait, hold on, I still want to grow. Like, go to Leah, go to Metanoia Catholic, go. Like, this is where we come in, and I think. This yeah. element, this space is so huge and it's so, it's been so underserved. Yeah. Harvest is very abundant. Yeah. Laborers are very few. Yeah. And, and you know, there's just, there's something beautiful to be said too. I just, just want to make this a point. I know that this wasn't on our agenda, maybe necessarily to talk about today, but it. there's something really beautiful to point out that everybody really needs to hear and listen to, but you've got Metanoia Catholic, you've got Power Made Perfect, which um, are similar in terms of how we help and help people, like you said, remove obstacles to, to allow God to like work, you know, even deeper into their lives. And this is what, this is what beautiful collaboration looks like. This is what people who love the work and they're not like, we're not intimidated by each other's work and missions. And we're like, let's just work together and let people know. I just want to call that out. Like Aaron and Matt, like you all have been amazing. You've been encouraging to me since I started doing this work and helped me out in so many different ways. We've had private conversations and phone calls as I've been working through my program. Aaron, I talked to you you know, about it. Like, Hey, listen, I'm thinking about this for the model for my program. And we were talking through it. And like, I came off those conversations, like talking to my husband, Ricky being like, there's very few people in this space that would really, they really want to help you win. Mm. They want you to succeed. They, they, they're not threatened by work and by, and by, and by all of that. So I just want to just say thank you to both of you and to Metanoia Catholic for being a beautiful example of what we should do in this area of business and entrepreneurship and working with people. Um, because like you said, you know, the, the harvest is abundant and, uh, um, here to serve and we're here to help and we're here to work together. And there's a lot of ways you can do that. It's not just one way. Um, I do not pretend that my program is going to be for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I, I know it won't. And I just want you to know that's okay. I just want you to get a hold of these concepts and put them into your life somehow. That's what I want you to do. And you can do it with me or you can do it with metanoia. You can do it wherever else. But that do is it. Do, both. do it. Do both. I say <laughs> right? to everyone, do do both do of some. our programs. <laughs> no, I, I I love it. And you know, Leah, it's so much more fun. Like it's so much more yeah. fun when when we're, uh, I'm out there and, and then, you know, in those moments, because they do come when all of a sudden it's just like I see somebody else pop up and it's just like, ooh, man, they're doing the same thing. Like there's kind of, and I, I get, it's, I, okay, all right, now let me be a student of my own interior life. What's mm-hmm. going on in me? Like where, and you know, that's Amen. kind of where the work is, 
work, work is for me. And kind of what I have found, the more I do this, because there's more people that are popping up in the space and praise God for it, because what it means is they're starting to serve a demographic that now I don't have to serve, or they're starting to have a voice or speak a certain voice uh, that I don't necessarily have to speak to. And I can point to, yeah. and there are people that are really going to connect with that person that I'm not necessarily going to, I'm not meant to connect with every single person that's out there, but every single person needs somebody to connect with. And so Amen. the fact that there's more out there, like that's just awesome. I haven't found any sort of deficit with this. Our business continues to grow and like, yeah. praise God for that. Like he's giving us yeah. a great work to steward. And so it's just yeah. so much more fun to have this nice collaborative space with it too. Um, yeah, it, it makes, yeah. it makes it so much better. It's, and also it's a really beautiful example for other people to, um, to see it. I think it's, it's, yes. this is what we need to show is that there are th- these, these groups are working together and they are, um, they're appreciative of each other's work. And so that's, you know, it's, it's interesting because it reminds me a little bit of like the beginning stages when I came on the, when I came on the scene with public speaking as a, as a, as a Catholic public speaker, I had no mm-hmm. idea what I was doing. I was, God literally threw me into this space and I, um, I wasn't ready, but God thought I would. And that was over 14 years ago. And so there was not a lot of female speakers. There's very few. And it was interesting of how you need these different voices uh, to serve certain audiences. And so I was speaking, I came on and I began speaking to a certain group of people that, that, that only I could speak to really. And everybody else was like, okay, yeah, she was fine, but wasn't my, you know, whatever might not have been what they needed, but that's the entire point. Like what I see happening right now in this area of human formation and more people working in this field is one, of course, we have to make sure, like you, like you said, from the very beginning that like, when you're doing this work, you have to make sure that you're continuing this work in yourself. This is not something where like, Anybody off the streets like, yeah, let, let, let's go do let, let's go do it, right? You, you need to make sure that you're doing the work and being consistent with, with your beliefs and what the Lord is giving you. However, as you're doing it, it's just really beautiful to see more people because they'll be able to, like you said, to serve so many other groups that will be more apt to hear the message from that person, from that experience. And that's really important and needed. And, um, the world would be a very different place if there was only like a couple of Catholic speakers just giving the talks at all the conferences, mm-hmm. you know, but it's beautiful to see like that particular world, you know, blossom and there's a lot of speakers and now it's like really, really grown. And I have seen that over the years, over 14 years of being in that space and seeing what's happened, um, that I'm really happy that I didn't try to be a speaker like Jason Everett or Chris Stefanik, which are friends of mine. But in the beginning, I remember watching them speak, thinking, I've got to give a talk just like them. Mm-hmm. I've got to, I've got to, you know, have all these funny stories like Jason. And I've got to be crazy dynamic like Chris. And he's got great, I mean, like, like he's got great slides. He uses a lot of slides in his talks. And I remember <laughs> like watching this. And I remember talking to Chris after one of my uh, early speaking events at Focus. And I was like, I'm that's not me. And I kind of was like admitting it to him, like maybe I shouldn't be here. Mm. And I wasn't sure. And I was early in my speaking career and he just said, do not be me. Do not be like Jason. Just like you, only you can be you. And it sounds very, you know, hallmarky, but mm-hmm. I, I really believed it. He's like, he's like, no one can be Leah. 
No one has Leah's story, but Leah. And that's kind of when I went full in on being fully me on the stage. This is who I am. This is how I give a presentation. This is my story. And this is my background. And the same thing kind of goes into like our natural flair and talents and our perspective into these programs too. It's like, this is just fully me. And if I fit for you, great. If not, look at Aaron and Matt, look at these other people. Like it's wonderful and it's okay. But I think that's the beautiful thing is that when you see people coming together, really being radically themselves and authentically themselves, you see something really beautiful happen and you will really allow people to kind of grow with you in that space. And I think that's ultimately what we want. No matter, no matter where you go, no matter where you plop down for human formation, we just want you to do it. We yeah. just really believe in this work. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, no, I, I'm, can I just focus real quick on yeah. this? Because yeah. I think okay. this is so, so, so good. Um, because I know that there's going to be other coaches listening to this Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. we train coaches, as you know, and they're, um, it's really interesting dynamic in our coach training. There isn't a lot of competition. And I think it's because we kind of, we lean into this a lot in the beginning. We're like, how are you going to attract the people who you are going to help? How are you going to lean into this honesty of who you are? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if you, I mean, a, a couple of my coaching calls, I'll let my dog out of the room at least like 25 times. Like, cause she's like in and out, in and out. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's part of the I brand now. <laughs> it is part of the brand, but it's like this, this is kind of like the little idiosyncrasies and somebody who does not like that, who does not like to be interrupted, probably won't want to continue on with me. And I'm mm-hmm. totally fine with that. But there is such a specific, I just, I love that we're talking about this because I think there's so many coaches that need to hear this. And I, and I really love this aspect of personal development where there isn't a lot of competition. The school I went to, there's really not a lot of competition and I don't know. Yeah. I hope that we kind of, we, we do we foster that same kind foster of foster that fo- as well. Community. Yeah. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback and then I'm going to ask you a question here because I think it's a good, really good lead in Leah. So like we're talking about where you can have a different experience in coaching, depending on the coach that you go to. And every coach is going to kind of bring their own individual flair. But there's one thing that I would argue that we need to all be grounded in something very similar. Right. And I could specifically it's not just scripture. Scripture's a part of it. It's not. Just, it's but specifically, if we're talking about human formation, we have to be grounded in a Catholic anthropology, and that's one of those words that could be like, okay, it mm-hmm. begs a definition. And I think it's important for us to, to talk about this because when we're talking about Catholic anthropology, we're talking about the understanding, uh, our best answer that we can possibly give uh, to the question, what does it mean to be human? Mm-hmm. And if we get that wrong. If we deviate from that, or if we go to some sources that are, um, are, are do not have any of the, of the, they're not standing upon divine revelation, right? Or some, you know. Or a Catholic definition. Really, a Catholic understanding of who, who the yeah. human person is. That is going to, like, that program is going to be built on, it's a house that's built upon sand. So, I, I Human, human formation, if we're going to do it right, it's got to be grounded in a Catholic anthropology. You already talked about a little bit how the secular world gets it wrong because it's a lot of the self-referencing, right, that's coming back from that, from a misunderstanding of who the human person is. But where is this, tell, tell me, like, when I say Catholic anthropology, how do you best put some flesh on what can seem like a very, I don't know, abstract term? Yeah, it just, you know, it just goes back to each, like, 
it goes back to the origin of things, right? I mean, anthropology, that's literally what we're talking about. It's kind of going back to the beginning and, and, and how that, and the history of that and how it's progressed and the evolution of it. So as you mentioned, like in a lot of, in, in mostly secular personal development programs, it's the origin is the self. Like you just go back to the self mm-hmm. and then you work on the self and then you're going to end, end with the self. So somehow mm. you go back to the self, you find the problems in the self. Somehow you're going to solve the problems in yourself and then you're going to be a new self at the end of it, which I, I it's almost comical when you, when you kind of say it all it's like very that. Funny. But, yes. but that is, it's, it's basically, I mean, if I had to kind of, it's a very general um, statement on it, but still. So Catholic anthropology just tells you a little bit more about the origin of what that, what that means of, well, literally not just the creation of the human person, but that absolutely includes it. But it's also a worldview that is connected to understanding how we were made and who we were made for. Mm-hmm. And so that is, it's not a term to be, you know, um, bothered by or to be intimidated by. It's just showcasing kind of the beginning of the beginning for Catholics of our faith and how we were made. And uh, there's a lot of ways, again, for us to to work on ourselves in this area of human formation. And so I think that that's really important to remember too, but also mm-hmm. keeping at the center of like, um, as a Catholic, keeping that Catholic anthropology a part of it, it helps alleviate the possibility of us thinking that it's all on us. Yeah. And yeah. that could go that could go a lot of different ways, you know, where it's all on you and you despair. Yeah. Or it's all on you and then you go towards pride and you're like, I got it. It's fine. I did it. So either way is not good. But the Catholic anthropology grounds you into something that's more than you and bigger than you. And mm. so that's what kind of is the guidepost it to every story too. From that yeah. point on. Yes. Yeah, it grounds you in this an amazing story too, where it's just like, no, like it's 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 who you are nested in this beautiful story of salvation history as well, mm-hmm. and like just think of the way that you approach a program is program going through a secular sense where you said again, who are you going to reach out to for help at that point? Where's the perfect tree that you're going to grasp at to get the perfect fruit so you can actually grow in perfection? But right now you're just the imperfect tree, then you're grasping at your own imperfect fruit to be make you somehow make yourself perfect. Or some other imperfect But like yeah. Person. But like this this <laughs> Catholic anthropology actually has a solution to it where it's just like okay, like God not only has God created you like with this beautiful mind, this beautiful intellect, this body soul composite, but also like he's created you for relationship that's there too. And mm-hmm. so how often right now is even the secular self self uh, like secular coaching world even deviating from the reality of that we were created for relationship. I mean, in that sense, it's even deviating from that Catholic anthropology. And it completely changes our approach when we know that we were created for relationship because the beatific vision, our teleological end, if you want to get big words with it, like what we were created for is a relationship with a God who lives in relationship. And so like when we're going to help people to improve who they are, created in the image and likeness of God, we got to really look at the blueprint, right? If you, I mean, just think even that. If you if you know that the person is created for a relationship, you're going to approach that coaching relationship much differently than if you think the person is actually something that is self-sufficient, right? Which is where you see mm-hmm. it coming up a lot of the time in the secular coaching world. Yeah. Yeah, it's, there's a, 
our anthropology creates belief systems, right? That we operate out of. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and those belief systems, even if they come from a, you know, a good Catholic anthropology, um, they still need to be looked at because they can just be outside of, you know, the past and wounds. There can be a lot of things that kind of get in the muck and they need to be sorted out. And so mm. that's what that anthropology does. No matter, you know, if you have a secular one or a Christian one, um, they create these strongly held belief systems in your life that you, you know, base everything off of. So it is very important to understand what that where like where is your st starting point and for catholics and you know to have that catholic anthropology is very important because again when done right um those really create strong and solid uh belief systems that you can work off of mm -hmm. yeah i like that you brought up there's belief systems that, that we call those pretty thoughts so it's like, oh, I've been told this, but I don't really truly believe this. And it's probably not really leading me to the best behavior. So mm, it was but like, I should be thinking this. But I should be thinking this. Or I mean, so even just to kind of throw those under a microscope and to have a way of doing that mm -hmm. and, and to be like, okay, Lord, what is your interpretation of this? Mm -hmm. Or what does yeah. scripture say about this? Or what is, what do our, our, you know, the doctors of the church, what have they said about this? I know that this is not a new problem. Yeah. Right? What is, what is grace going to actually like, it's, that's the other piece that's so important here is like when we were in the secular kind of coaching world, I remember I turned to Aaron and being like, where's grace? Like, how does this all fit in? And grace is like the, the actual change agent, so to speak, it's actual sharing in God's very divine mm -hmm. life at that point. And so it's like, yeah. okay. And it's like, okay, so that personal development program needs to take that into consideration. What are the things that we are able to do to dispose ourselves to be able to receive more grace. Because if that is like, if that's going to put us on the trajectory for the ultimate end of being able to unite with God, which is only going to happen by grace and by his mercy, uh, then w are there ways to be able to choose yes. now how to conform my life to receive more of that? And goodness, like mm -hmm. that focuses the, the human formation conversation right. so much. Right, which is what I think your program, our program, mm -hmm. this is what we do. Like we, we, we kind of like try to figure out, okay, what is getting in the way of the grace, mm -hmm. the change agent? What like, are the lines? What are the vows? Those? How do we kind of give, like you said this earlier, Leah, you were saying like this, like this practical application of like taking these like abstract realities like grace and sin and like oh like how do I work through that just making it practical making it every day I love the thing that you said how after the lesson you guys all just sit yes like and like so in human silence and it's so beautiful mm. because I can rush through like my coaching calls I'm like okay next you know but just something that simple that mm. we would think is very like we would just think about doing dismiss that it, but yeah. we or dismiss it but like I just love even just those tiny little things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're just needed. You just need the time to time to sit with the Lord. You know, I think too often we just don't give ourselves the time to grow. Yeah. We don't give ourselves the time with the Lord to sit and be. We want to get through, you know, we have we have busy days. We have lots of people we're serving and I'm a mom of six, I understand. Um, so you wanna, you know, get your team down and get your prayers in because you got to do these other things. But there's also this beauty of um, just being quiet and letting things settle. And that's mm -hmm. sometimes the most fruitful prayer that I've had 
um, you know, compared to others that have maybe had some beautiful words on the page. And I was, and I really believed them and I felt them and I was praying them. But, um, you know, God's teaching me that there's a lot more there when he wants to teach and then he wants me um, to just sit with the teaching. Mm. And that's needed. I've, and so, yes, it's it's been something that we that we do and we implement in our work and Power Made Perfect, and we find it to be incredibly fruitful. It's usually the time where people come back saying, what I wrote during those few minutes was life-changing for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and it's, I think that's why I love this work so much because it's, um, I provide these opportunities, right, for, and this, and this, this, this time to spend with yourself and really looking at yourself with deep awareness, working on renewal, moving into mission. Um, and it's just the Holy Spirit does all this, all this beautiful work and I get this front row seat and it's just beautiful. That's awesome. I got one final question and kind of as, as we're wrapping up here, is that okay, babe? Yeah, go for it. So like as, as you've been talking about Power Made Perfect, your new program that you have for women, it's a human formation program. I think we can call it mm-hmm. that. And uh, human formation, one of those areas that we've been discussing is arguably neglected. If we go to uh, Pastoris Dabovobis, where John Paul II talks about the four pillars, the intellectual formation, the spiritual formation, the vocational formation, and the human formation. Arguably right now, that human formation is that weakest pillar that we have in our formation in our church. What is the risk of not taking up this intentional effort to grow in your own human formation at this point? The glory of God. The glory of God is the risk. That's what you risk losing. St. Irenaeus says that, that man fully alive is the glory of God. That's what we risk. I mean, that's we risk not living our life the way Christ really called us to live. We, really, we risk not being exactly the person he called us to be. We, we risk not reaching our full potential with Christ. We risk a lot if we don't want to grow. And he, he didn't die for us to stay the same. He didn't die for us to stay in the boat. Mm. So we need to get up. We need to get out. We need to grow. Awesome. Leah, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. Oh, I my just, gosh. You guys are wonderful. Thank you so much. Every time I talk to you, I'm like, why don't we talk more? <laughs> but like, I'm just, I'll give you a call next week. Come out to the farm. <laughs> Create the retreat out in the farm. No, I love what you just said. And I just I want to like I one of my favorite quotes by St. John Henry Newman is growth is the only evidence of life. And mm-hmm. I love that. Love that. Love that. Exactly what you're saying. St. Irenaeus, one of my favorites, too. Like, boom. Yeah, guys. Enter into human formation to anyone out there who's listening and questioning this. Like this is the glory of God. He's starting to show his glory to you. Please mm-hmm. do not sacrifice that. And the Catholic element of it, it, it it's diff- It makes a difference. Yes. The grace makes a difference. The grounding, the change agent and not yourself, but in the actual, the actual cornerstone of transformation, Christ himself makes all the difference. So uh, yeah. power made perfect. Stoked for this. Where can people learn a little bit more about it, Leah? Yeah, they can go to my website, leahdarrow.com backslash power made perfect, or just go to my website, leahdarrow.com and you'll, you'll find it all there. It'll pop up and tell you there's a link on my Instagram. You can grab it there. Um, and then I also have right now going on, I have a free masterclass on how to conquer limiting beliefs. And nice. that is 
a free class that I give. It's kind of like free coaching right there. Um, at the very end, I do share and talk about Power Made Perfect. So if you want to listen and learn a little bit more, you can stay on. Um, but I have a free masterclass that you can register. Again, you can find that on my website and in my Instagram bio and all the so social links and you can register for that. Beautiful. Yes. All awesome. right, team. Go check you guys it out. Got it. Go, go, go. <laughs> all right, Leah, thanks so much. God Thank bless you. Thank you so much. Yes, God bless you. Thank you. Bye. Hey, folks, we hope you enjoy listening to the Catholic Coaching Podcast. We want to invite you to take up our journal, the Metanoia Daily 7, 7 Exercises to Renewing Your Mind. If you want to experience daily transformation, go to metanoiacatholic.com and get the journal. Treat yourself. Treat yourself.